What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 69. Let's fuck of the No Mercy podcast. First time I ever remembered an episode number. This is actually the second half of episode 67. So when we recorded episode 67, it was four hours long. Uh, we went into Elon Musk and all that stuff about uh, eight days ago, nine days ago, whenever it was. And then the second half of that episode was this, which you're about to hear. The watch the water bullshit fucking retarded documentary that the whole fucking movement's all excited about. We talked about the Q movement and our thoughts and stances on it. We talked about Truth Social. We talked about the dead comedians. We talked about Broward County. We talked about fucking a bunch of other shit. Simulation theory and other shit I forgot because it was fucking eight days ago. So I'm going to listen to it just like you. That was episode 67. This is episode 69. In case you missed it, episode 68 was an impromptu secretly recorded call of the bod and uncle Danny starting what they are calling no mercy plus. So there's a new category of no mercy. This is me, Bobby and bill. We dragged Kurt out of retirement. I think bill did it. And now Kurt and Danny want to start no mercy plus where we talk about fucking space and aliens and fucking energy and whatever the fuck these retards want to talk about. So if you didn't listen to 67, go listen to it. It's the first half of this. If you didn't listen to 68, go listen to it because I'm recording episode 70 after this tonight with Kurt and Danny. I'm the busiest man in showbiz right now. I mean, you might get three No Mercy podcasts in one week. So make sure you're caught up on everything. Enjoy the show. Uh, that's all I got. I don't remember what the fuck we talked about. So you tell me how it was. Hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the week. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. So, I mean, and the funny thing about this is this does tie to Truth Social, Bob, because... It's just it goes to the hypocrisy. It goes to the fucking hypocrisy of these fucking idiots that fucking pretend that they fucking know things and want things and things are happening. And when the reality is everyone's sitting there fucking truth, social, truth, social, truth, social, truth, social. Like that's all they've been doing. And now all of a sudden, the second Elon buys some Twitter, those same people who are on truth, social are on Twitter going reinstate Trump on Twitter, reinstate Trump on Twitter. Wait, time, time right. Out, time out, time out. Haven't you been fucking sitting here the whole time talking about how Truth Social is the place because Trump owns it and now you want Trump reinstated on Twitter? I thought Twitter was the enemy. Which right. is it? Which side is it? Because Trump hasn't even sent a fucking tweet on Truth Social. He sent one fucking message the first day. Trump doesn't even use his own fucking app. And there's still defending Social, it. Is it like completely open now like i mean is it completely I, open I, for I, us or is I, it like a soft opening i mean I, you'd have to try and get on it i mean i don't know i'm already in so i don't you know i can't see it from the inside i don't i don't know how easy it would be to get on right what now. does a true social timeline look like i mean like i have when never you looked log at on it. i never looked at it. i can't look at it it's it's so much garbage you should try it i mean like you don't have it to literally you know what it looks like well, no i'm looking at it right now it literally looks I, like a fucking yeah. uh it looks like a fucking conspiracy. It looks like a QAnon telegram. Okay. That's, that's what, what I was thinking. Like. That's what it looks like. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Picture a big telegram, a big QAnon telegram account. And that's exactly what it looks like. Uh, let's see. Here. There's, there's Q posts. There's 
Um, this person hates Bill Maher. Uh, another Q post. They stole the election from America. Uh, follow this new patriot. Um, Putin's defense minister is a piece of shit. Um, it's it's literally just it's just a right wing echo chamber. And that's what I that's the thing. The word truth I have a problem with. I think it's braggadocious. Um, and to to have a tweet called a truth, like hey, I'm posting a truth. If you're posting misinformation, it's not a truth. You know. And most of the people that are in pursuit of truth don't claim to have all the answers and all of the truth. That's why when people say, I wish people could open their eyes and see the truth. Well, I'm still trying to find the truth. And when I get new information, that's a new truth, which right. may disprove my old truth, which is now a false. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and that's how life works. So the arrogance of, of truthing rather than tweeting or whatever is, is my number one thing. But the second thing, the amount of disinformation that probably gets shared on this site is fucking astronomical. And that's what I was saying. Like, I, I, I want to know how much this Joe Biden picture was circulating on Truth Social and then they had to retract it, you know? Um, like, uh, that is what's so fucking disappointing. And that's why I can't get on Truth Social. Nah, too, I can't do echo chambers in general. And I'm not saying they're bad people. That's the thing. Everyone gets on. No, no, not at all. Like, listen, I, I've talked about it every time. Like, every you're seeing it with the NFT crowd right now. Um, the NFT community is falling apart, right? And I predicted it would fall apart. And I you, hope I had a small, just. I mean, I don't think you. I don't think bucket. you didn't. You don't think my rare JPEG no, no. sold for a hundred twenty dollars? Well, I mean, you affected gotta, their market. You gotta listen to what I said. I mean, that's drastic effect on the market. But I said I don't <laughs> think that you didn't. I actually oh. do think that you did a little bit because I think the attack on Ben started some of the you know chaos because he was one of the bigger names over there. But the NFT mark community is basically all waking up. And now keep in mind, I follow all these guys, most of the biggest names in the NFT community. A lot of them I know because I, they were with me in the DFS community. You know, it's like the same people who go from top shot to fucking NFTs to like, yeah. it's Bitcoin. Like it's all the same group. And I know like at least through Twitter, a lot of them. And I just watch them do it. And they go over there, they do the same thing over and over. And it's so funny because they're all complaining about the community breaking down. That's what they're all complaining nah. about. And I told them, I was like, guys, this is the same shit that happens to religions. It's the yep. same shit that happens to cliques in high school. It's the same shit that happened to the fucking QAnon movement. Something starts it as good. It happens to every movement. It's the anonymous. same problem. Something starts yep. as good. New. Everyone's on the same team. Let's go make money. Let's support each other. Or in the QAnon case. Let's go spread truth and let's get to the bottom of things, right? And everyone's happy at ground zero. And everyone's right. a team. You got all different types. It's a very diverse group of people. And it's organic. Your, yeah, natural. It's organic. Natural. Everyone's supporting each other, helping each other, growing with each other. That happened in the NFT community. Then all of a sudden you get some people who want to come in and want a bigger share of the pie. I don't want to be a part mm -hmm. of the community anymore. I want to take over the community. And then they come and they start to build a bigger fucking platform or whatever. And then all of a sudden they start to shit on other people who are now all of a sudden you get fractions or as Bill would say, factions within the community. And then the fucking nerds take control. And oh, once man. the fucking loser nerds take control who had nothing before, because you got to remember, just like QAnon, just like the NFTs, there's a group of people who had absolutely no life, no existence, no platform, no anything before it started. So the NFTs and the bored apes and the fucking crypto punks became their identity so much that they made it their identity like their avatars became an ape 
and a punk, right. just like the QAnon. Their avatars became a Punisher skull and a fucking right. Q. Like they yeah. became that thing. And now what happens is there's some holes in it. It doesn't discredit the whole movement. It doesn't mean NFTs were bad from start to finish. It doesn't mean QAnon was bad from start to finish. None of it. Actually, both of those things were very awesome for a period of time. Top shot well, yeah. even. But what happens part of the, is they won't yeah. give up. And let me just finish this part. No, you're they good. won't give up and let it go. The fucking nerds will not look back and say, all right, you know what? Let's step away. Let's look back. All right. There was 70% of this shit was good. 30% of it really fucked up on. Like that shit definitely isn't happening. Didn't happen. And we just got to take that L. So let's, you know, kind of fucking accept that going forward. We don't know everything. We're not impermeable. Um, and, you know, we're probably going to have to fucking dilute our strength. No, the nerds who had nothing doubled down and then they doubled mm -hmm. down on the obvious inaccuracies, obvious mistakes and obvious things that went wrong. <clears throat> While the rest of us rational people who had a life before that go, all right, well, now I can't even be a part of this anymore because now I'm going to get grouped with you people who just won't admit that you were wrong. It's OK to be yeah. wrong about a couple things. Now I'm going to be looking like you who's doubling and tripling down. And then they turn on you and make you the bad guy and you the psyop. So right now in the NFT community, everyone's turning on the people who led the march and telling them they're fucking shills and they can't be trusted because they're questioning some of the dips. They're questioning some of the transactions and hacks. And in the QAnon movement, everyone's turned on everyone who, God forbid, said anything that 100% of the plan is in fact. Same thing with the MAGA movement. If you're not all in Trump, you can't question why Trump hasn't tweeted on Truth Social. You can't question why Trump was pro-vaccine. You can't question why Trump disappeared after the election. You can't do it. If you do, you're a psyop. And then it becomes a shit show run by fucking nerds who never had a life to begin with. And now everyone says, fuck you, throws their middle finger up. And now everyone's at war. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, you say nerds, you know, I say nerds I also say hipsters. Like, for example, like hipsters, whenever they get involved in something, it becomes one trendy, it becomes two uh, more expensive. And three, it becomes uh, a hive mind. You know, where like everybody's got to do it. Everybody's got to wear it. Everybody's got to believe in it. Otherwise, you get, uh, you know, you get kicked out. Like, okay, what about the Brooklyn hipsters, right? They all wore the fucking tight ass clothes that you could barely fit into, had their hairstyles the same way, listened to the same music. As a matter of fact, there was this band that played in Memphis like five years ago. And, and I went to go see this this show because my friend's band was playing and this, this band was headlining. And they sounded, I could tell you probably the street that they grew up in Brooklyn. So after the show, you know, I go up to the guy, I said, hey, good show. I go, are y'all from Brooklyn? And he goes, yeah, how'd you know? I go, I can tell by your sound. And you would have thought I called his mother a whore. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying to him is, is you're fucking typical, dude. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But like, it, it, they're predictable. But that's what happens with movements is, is like they become unified and organic and predictable. You know, and once you become predictable, like if I have 50 people sharing this one fucking video with me and it's the same people that, that always share the same, like you're predictable in, in, in your habits and you need to change those habits. You're not thinking for yourself anymore. You're thinking like a hive mind. Yep. And that's where the, like you were saying, like with the nerds is what the nerds do is it's all about acceptance. They don't care what the group is as long as they're all in it together right. and it's about acceptance and it's not authentic because they don't care what they the lose is. track of the, the motive and the initial reason why it started. It's now selfish. Right. right. It's like punk rock. That was my favorite genre. Like organically punk rock was the greatest 
mu- music movement of, of all time. It was the antithesis of disco. And it started out in the rundown clubs like CBGB's. $5 fucking show. Just wear whatever you want. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no attire yeah. you had to wear. And then it became fashionable. Yeah. It became hip and then you had to dress a certain way when you went to a punk rock show which is the exact opposite of punk rock the idea of punk rock is freedom self-expression and then it became hey you're not wearing your hairstyle like this you don't have a fucking mohawk you're not wearing leather this and then it destroyed punk rock i mean and that's a metaphor it's a good it's a good analogy yeah it's a good yeah example because that's exactly what ends up happening is that the movement eats itself and becomes the thing it was fighting against Exactly. It's just in, like we always say, a different outfit, right? And I'm not necessarily saying everything like that's commercialized is bad. I'm just saying when it becomes hive mind, it's bad. Well, the bottom line is that anything great when it first starts and is new, there's innovation, right? It's new. People are experimenting. Whether it's punk rock, you know, people experimenting with sounds. I mean, I remember when it first started with the fucking, uh, you know, happy hardcore and drum and bass house music, right? Like it was kind of new. It was this new happy hardcore was like, it was video game like techno right like people were taking tetris songs and you know turning them in the and mario brought and every we were all experimenting right yeah everyone was trying new shit and sometimes it flopped sometimes it didn't but everyone was all about and then all of a sudden it starts to like one thing catches on and then that becomes the standard and then that's when shit gets fucked up because initially it was free thinking it was creativity it was love it was common goal And then what it ends up with is factions, hate, infighting, and the antithesis of free thinking, like you said, high mind. That is that is exactly what like I was talking to members of the, you know, community uh, recently (laughs) who who, like don't like me right now. Keep in mind, I helped. I tried to help these people start businesses. I tried to give these people platforms. I brought them on our Discord. I did all. And there's a couple, like, there's still a couple, like, really good people there. Like, IETs. I'm still very close with him. I still love Kate. There's still a bunch of bunch of guys and girls in there, Liz. Like, there's still a bunch of people in there who I still love to death. And even though we don't see eye to eye anymore on a lot of things, we still respect each other as people, you know? And it's yeah. like that bond is there. But there's a bunch of people in this movement right now that don't fucking like me just because they were like, well, Tommy, if you don't believe in... Uh, QAnon, and if you don't believe in the plan, then we don't really have a place for you here. And my and whole that's thing, what that, yeah, and it's like, yeah, wait, when I first came in, you know, I didn't believe in any of that shit, right? right? Like, I didn't come in as the fucking, you know, where we go, when we go all guy. I came in as the fucking, I'm going after celebrities, and I had the blue check mark and everything you guys fucking hated about people on Twitter. That was me, cursing, fucking non-religious, you know, all that. And I was accepted. And then once I dipped my toe a little bit in that water, and then I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to take my toe out of it. Now I'm not allowed back in. Like, with, like I don't want to be in. Fuck you. Like, like, I'm not trying to be a part of any group. I didn't want to be in a group to begin with. But it's like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Well, the nerds took over. I mean, I listen, I followed the, the Q stuff right at the beginning. And at the beginning, you were in it, it was- before most of the people who actually are leading it right now. Dude, I was in it three weeks after it happened. And what it was was people on four and eight chan saying, "What the fuck is this?" You know, like who is like what it like. We were trying to figure out what the fuck all this stuff was because because here's the thing: regardless of what it was, like the fucking shit that I was putting out, I was like, "Yeah, well, we this is crazy." Like they're dumping a lot of fucking shit that you can look up, 
And then at some point, these fucking nerds took over. And that's why like, I went after hard against Jordan Sather because he started taking over. And then he was accusing people within the truth community of believing the wrong shit. Like, if you believe this, then you're discredited. This, that. I'm like, dude, you be- you're talking about secret space programs every day. Like, what makes your truth better well, than other people? Right. Yeah, it becomes- it's like nerds fucking calling. It's like, you know, dude, dude, it's like, like you, me. Like- it's like, honestly, it's going to piss a lot of people off here. But it's literally like me who doesn't confine to a specific religion listening to a Christian and a Jew argue with each other. And it's like, I'm, it's similar. You but both, I look like, at it the, like this. the Muslim, the Christian, and the Jew. Two, two of you, if not three of you, were wrong. Like that's a hundred percent certain. You can't all be right. So either one of you is right and the other two are wrong, or you're all wrong and nothing. So how can all three of you vehemently argue to the death that you are right when you're all specialists and all experts and all knowledgeable, but you see a Jew, a Christian, and a Muslim arguing as if they're all a hundred percent right, and none of you could physically be a hundred percent right. At most, one of you can. And that's my problem. That's that's what I compare it to. And, and I compare it to this. It's like, okay, most of the people that are in this community, like anybody that's been bullied in any aspect of their life, like whether it's bullied by getting your Twitter deleted or that, you know, for sharing certain information or what, we're all the outcasts, right? We're the ones that get picked on and the ones that get bullied by the, you know, by the oligarchs, right? So we're all in the same fucking community. You know, trying to like share information and and get the truth out. So what makes you think that you can get on your fucking high horse and turn into the fucking bully that you hated? Yeah, the reason why the community was started was so you didn't get bullied and then you became the bully. It's a a fraternity model. It's the same thing with every cult, dude. What happens in a frat? You start off as a fucking freshman getting fucking, you know, finger popped in the asshole when you're drunk and getting dicks drawn on your face when you pass out. And then by senior year, you're the one doing that to other people. Exactly, dude. You know, giving wedgies and putting people in the fucking toilet. If you're in any situation or any group where if you come to them and say, oh, hey, guys, uh, I don't think this is right. Or I don't think this piece is. I think this, you know, it might actually what we're talking about is wrong. And you're going to get thrown out because of the the questioning of that. Then you that's an unhealthy community and you don't want to be a part of it anyway. And and honestly, that community is never going to accomplish anything. Because yeah. the bottom line is the the whole movement started as the goal was to, I mean, I remember when the movement really started and it was so amazing to be friends with some of the Q people and be friends with you who was doing videos and me who was doing threads and going after celebrities and Sather who was you know, doing documentaries about this and Kurt who had a different angle and Danny who had a different angle and every single person in between, Crystal Teeny doing 5G and this kind of stuff and fucking uh, or Little Miss Patriot doing this really pretty art version of conspiracy. Like There was such a versatile team of people trying to get the message out, you know, trying to push everything out. And once you turn it to... You have to believe in this. You have to be a Christian. You have to fucking do this. You have to hate that. You're never going to unite everyone. You're that's back to where Q it started. Did. And that's what it did. I, it I think Q turned it. everybody Q turned everybody uniform, right? Yeah. And then it literally made and, everyone go fucking say a speech with their hand up on fucking that, Okay, there's three there's a couple things that that turned me off. Uh that was the first one, the oath. I was like, what the fuck? The second was when the was when the Q whatever machine, you know, turned us against Alex Jones. When yeah, I was that like, was mine. I was that like, was my like, I went hard on that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, those were Fuck those were you. the main ones. 
I, I was like, Fuck dude, you. this guy's been putting out content five times a week, three hours a day for 20 fucking years. You're 22 years old. There. You're 22 years old. You don't even remember when he first started. You wouldn't even yeah, be this here. Dude broke into Bohemian Grove. Yeah. You know, like, I, I mean, if he's a fucking psyop, then God, you know, he wins. I, you know, well, you guess can what? Have- if he's a psyop, he's the worst one ever. <laughs> Because yeah. none of us would have any idea what the fuck. That's what all these fucking 25 year old fucking conspiracy theorists. You don't even bro. You weren't even alive when shit was popping off. You were three when 9-11 happened. Everything you're preaching yeah. about. We lived it. I fucking saw it. It happened across the fucking across the river. Like, stop it. You don't know anything about anything. JFK fucking 9-11 fucking all the alien shit you don't know anything you're getting a watered down version of everything that you're seeing right now it's just a watered down manipulated version of shit that really happened the financial crash the fucking housing Mm -hmm. crash the mortgage-backed securities you know all this kind of stuff that went on back then you're reading about it we lived it and that's Mm -hmm. why i'll never fucking knock a fucking 70 year old conspiracy theorist because i met an old fucking dude when we were bobby me and you were there it was you that i was with in fucking Atlantic City. Remember that old guy that came up next to us? Yeah. Who was talking about fucking conspiracy theories about JFK and shit? And he was like, I remember when JFK was shot and this, that. And we were just sitting there vibing. We were just fucking just, just killing I'll tell you, it. man. That was one of my man. favorite two hours. Like, just killing it. And it was basically, some of the shit he said was wrong, right? In our mind. And but the like, general gist of but it. But it didn't matter. We would never it's question the, anything. The, yeah. Because he was 80. And he lived yeah. through half this shit. So instead of sitting there telling him, well, actually, no, it was actually the cabal who did 9-11. We were sitting there going, yo, what happened when JFK was shot? What was everyone right. doing? We were we were just sucking information out of this guy who was came in because he heard us talking about current day shit. We pivoted and said, fuck what we know, forcing our knowledge onto him about how much more we know about Epstein and this, that, and the other thing. Let's pick his brain about what was going on in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s. And we learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that it's the same thing like with Alex Jones where it's like respect your fucking elders, yeah, respect man. respect your like, elders. This dude was the main target of of the, you know, the first people, like a coordinated attack to have all this, you know, uh, avenues to reach people shut down. Twitter, Facebook, all in the, within a 24, over the Sandy Hook, that was the smoking gun. Out of all this shit, they, they got them on some Sandy Hook shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they all decided within a 24-hour frame to take them off every single social media platform. You know, and, and I'm sitting here thinking that, and I'm like, okay, so you're trying to tell me to to turn against this dude? And, and who was one of the first people to question the Q movement? He was. Mm-hmm. And listen, He's a fucking nut job, and mm-hmm. I love it. And there's certain things where I'm like, all right, this guy's crazy. Like he said, he was going to expose Q, and he never. This did. whole world yeah. may be Alex Jones versus Elon Musk, and we're just all sitting back watching what the fuck's going on. Like who the fuck knows? Yeah, yeah, but you know, and the last thing that I was like, all right, I'm done, is when I was debating somebody on the internet, and I asked them, I said, what is your reasoning for this opinion you have? I don't remember what it was, and he said, and and he he goes, Q told me, yeah. I was like, that's it. Yeah. I was like, your it's, argument is Q told you. It went from Q being an information source to Q being God the narrative. Yeah, the thing, yeah, God. Like that's that's basically what happened. And it's just funny the fucking hypocrisy on both sides of the aisle for everything. So if you do don't believe Alex Jones, if you think Alex Jones is a psyop because Q told you that, then you can't use any of the stuff that Alex Jones talks about in your favor when it's convenient for you. 
If you're right. saying that I'm on Truth Social because fuck Twitter, right. then you can't be on fucking Twitter saying you can't be saying please reinstate Donald Trump on Twitter because you're a hypocrite. Uh, the Watch the Water fucking documentary we're going to talk about right here for a minute. That fucking documentary, everyone's fucking sending this thing around. I was forced to fucking stay up and watch this stupid fucking thing and research this fucking idiot who fucking did it and all this stuff. When I knew it was a fucking Q doc, I mean, it's basically what it is. It fucking starts off with religion and this and God and that and fucking good and evil and goes through the whole fucking rampant bullshit fucking spiel, the playbook. And and then but he's sitting there saying in this, the people I'm seeing sharing it, Bob, are all the the Q patriots, right? And all the patriots. He literally is saying in that that the drug uh, Rendezivir is literally murder. Okay, so he's mm-hmm. saying, and everyone's sharing this thing. We believe it. Snake venom and, and Remdesivir is murder. He's got shirts on his website that say Remdesivir, your death is near. Okay, he's got two shirts. One of them says Remdesivir, your death is near, Doctor Artis, and the other one says don't Fauci my immune with my immune system, Doctor Artis. Jesus right? Christ! I mean, he's the definition of a patriot shill, right? But he literally is saying Remdesivir is murder. Okay, Patriot. Well, if you're sharing all that, how about the fact that Remdesivir became popular through Donald Trump, who came out and fast-tracked, was trying to fast-track the release of Remdesivir and actually emitted on multiple occasions, including videos, which I have saved in my phone, that he took Remdesivir when he got COVID. So which is it? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be on the side of watch the water and believe what this fucking jerk off saying? In which case you have to think Trump is the Antichrist and is trying to force the suicide drug down our throat. Or are you team Trump? In which case this kid has to be an idiot. It's 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 quite a paradox. I mean, it's it's you can't be on both sides. And that's why I was, you know, like, I can't be on the side of, you know, not getting a vaccine and thinking mandatory vaccines are, are, you know, yeah, you know, being on the side of it, you know, opposed to mandatory vaccines and also, you know, be vocally supportive of a person that fast track uh, vaccines, you know, and that's but why he I didn't said, like, mandate it, Bob. He just I mean, created he, the mark of the beast. He didn't make you get the mark of the beast. And it's really what's really bothering me is post presidency is he's taking credit for it. Still, you know, still tripling down on it. And that's why, like, you know, I told people if he runs again, I'll vote for him. But I'm not going to sit here and like waste energy. Like, campaign you know. campaign for him. No, I'm not. Not like I did in 2000. I would listen. It goes to your which van, right? Like in 2016, and you know, forward. I mean, I sacrificed a lot. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in 2020, you know, literally the main reason I was on that fucking mission was just I felt we needed Trump to get in or else the fucking world was going to end. Uh, and and two- I still think that to a certain extent. And you may be right. And in, but in two, I was positive that we needed to get Trump in and I was willing to sacrifice my business for it. In 2016, before a lot of you knew me, Bobby did. That's when I transitioned from my stock trading company over to my sports company. And guess what? The worst thing to do when you fucking start a sports company is polarize your base politically. When you're yeah. starting a sports fantasy sports company. But I chose to do it anyway um, because I thought Trump was the answer to solve all the world's problems in 2015 and 16. And I was Tommy Trump on Twitter. That was my Twitter handle, Tommy Trump, uh, when mm-hmm. Trump was running. So I've already twice 
made huge sacrifices to go and fucking push for and campaign for and put my voice out there and make other people feel comfortable speaking out that they're Trump supporters when they were maybe hiding in the shadows. This time around, I'm with you, Bob. It's which van, right? Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, I, I vote for him, obviously, over any Democrat, but I don't fucking really care. Like, I mean, I got to find out more information before I take a stand or put put my brand to that ever again. If Trump yeah. starts running, I'm interested in it. I'm curious. Um, I'll probably end up voting for him, depending on what he does and says. But it's only because I don't think I think everyone's shit. You know, if I if Ron Paul was running, there's no way I'm voting for Trump. I'm voting for fucking Ron Paul. I mean, it's the same thing. You know, I think Trump and Elon are very, very similar yeah, in a sense is, yeah. that they're both agents of chaos. Right. Like, you know, uh, Trump, Trump kind of does the same thing by buying up everything. But here's the other thing is like Trump is causing chaos to the natural order. Elon Musk is causing chaos, you know, to the natural order and whatever, you know, market they they're in. And they have the capital, you know, to do so. Yeah. And so whether it's in the political sphere and the private sector, I mean, all these people are interlinked and obviously they're both pariah, pariah. You know, it's the same way like when Scarface in the movie where, you know, Scarface character moves into Miami. I mean, he's still a fucking drug dealer, mm-hmm. but he's disturbing the natural order of the drug dealing that's yep. already happening. So the drug dealers that have already been established want him out. Yep. And he wants to make a bigger name for himself and take them out. So, I mean, this shit happens all the time. Yeah. And, and the funniest part about this is all, I mean, you could look at this from one perspective that fucking Trump and Elon could actually be on the same fucking team. It would make total fucking sense if Trump and Elon are both on the same team and their team is just chaos. And that's fine. And but that's like, fun, even that, you know, yeah, but their team like, isn't good or like, bad. We're playing role playing. I mean, yeah, I mean, realistically, it's fun. This could it's be fucking Elon looking to fucking get Trump back on Twitter to cause more chaos because Trump's like below Elon in the chaotic ladder. I mean, well, here's the other thing. I mean, if you restore Trump's Twitter account, that's 70 million people Trump has access to Mm -hmm. again. Right around the time of the midterms and then right around the time of the 2024 re-election. Maybe that's why Trump hasn't fucking truthed on his own app. Yes. And the other thing about it here too, Bob, if you look at life as a simulation, Right. And that's why they always talk about like when you're in sales, you're always supposed to make your fucking sales calls every 90 days because they say everyone's life financial situation changes every 90 days. Like think about where you were three months from now to three months from now. I mean, you know, you look three months ago when you were getting laid off by the radio station, you know, maybe you were wondering where your next dollar was coming from. Who knew what you were, you know, you didn't know what you were going to have to do to literally three months later. You're fucking making, you know, fifteen hundred bucks a week selling video games and you just won four thousand dollars in your MyBookie account, you know? Right. And and maybe three months later after you fix up your car, you do this, maybe you're back to being in a hole again. Like, who maybe, knows? Maybe but I'm jerking off on cookies. Maybe still. you're fucking playing ookie cookie, you know? Like you never, <laughs> you never know. But the bottom line is it fucking changes. So the world is cyclical. The whole world yeah. is cyclical. So maybe we're just sitting here looking at, you know what? The midterms are coming. We're in a simulation. Things are calming down a little too much. There's not enough chaos. There's just disruptions. We need to bring 2020 back, bring Trump back, open up Twitter again. Let's let the chaos begin and fucking let the maestro play as the midterms come around. That would be what the simulation would want. If this is a simulation, Vince McMahon's writing it because this is straight out of a WWE script. I mean... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's all. I mean, the old Vince McMahon, new Vince McMahon sucks, but the old. Vic- no, the old Vince McMahon yeah. 
you know, this is like Royal Rumble. Literal, there's an NWO inside yeah. the WWF. <laughs> you know, and you have your whole... Co- I mean... You can't even make this. It, and, and everybody's got a heel, right? Like the Iron Sheik was a heel mm-hmm. and there's some other, like you have your role players within the WWE. And, and I just feel like some people are playing the role of the heel. How about, some people are playing the role of the hero. And how about the fucking unmasking of Sting and all these people where they go from heel to fucking good guy to bad Politician. guy. Like, yeah. What about they go? Good, yeah. Yes. Yes. That's a good point that they, they, their roles change. Right. Over time, and then the all of a sudden they hit the partner in the back with a fucking steel chair, and they become the enemy. That's what Elon Musk is doing right now, right? Like, yeah, it's the same exact thing, you know. So, like, you know, people need to just be aware that that you know this could be just like a WWE, like, all right, you're the heel now, or you're the you're the hero now, and this 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 shit's being scripted. Listen, the everyone talks about negative energy, thriving on negative energy, thriving on chaos. The devil thrives on chaos. The devil thrives on torture. I was saying it before that, you know, it's if you look at Twitter at a microcosm of what's going on, if you look at Twitter as as a simulation or as a universe of its own, um, realistically, right now, Twitter's boring, right? Like most of the fucking people who cause the most drama and chaos have left. Uh, the left has full power. Right. The right doesn't have much control. The only people left who could really, you know, swing a sword to a big following are like the Jack Posobics and the fucking cucks. Right. Who aren't going to do nothing. They ain't going to make shit happen. Everyone's left Twitter and gone to different platforms. So the devil doesn't want complacency in a victory. If you want to refer to it as the devil, evil, the simulation, whatever. The devil wants chaos, torture. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why you don't go to hell and die and you're dead forever. You go to hell and get tortured according to the different scriptures and stuff. Right. So when I went to prison, prison wasn't torture. The first fucking month in prison was torture. The last month in prison was torture. The months leading up to prison was torture. The ups and downs were torture. But once you're in there and you get adjusted to hell, it's just fucking hell. And you just go through your routine and you adjust. The people who are mm-hmm. tortured the most in prison, Bob, are the people who are appealing and actually think their appeal could get them out. So, so if it's you're a in, constant roller coaster, yes, it's, of, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going home. Right. Nope, if I'm you not. know oh. you're just in there, you just adjust and acclimate and just your body, just like a chameleon, you just that just becomes your world. But when you think you may get out, if your appeal wins, it's the high and then the low and then the high and then the low. Right now, Twitter is just like normal prison. But what Elon Musk is doing right now, he's trying to inject the appellate process in where now you're going to inject that fucking chaos. And now we can get back to 2020 nuts jobs. Yeah. And it ends no, poorly. I, yeah. It ends poorly yeah. for all of us. But I mean, it's just, you know, like I know we spent two episodes on the Will Smith thing. But that's kind of like what we were talking about. This is the orchestration of chaos magic, mm-hmm. you know, is is the these big chaos, chaotic events that like literally have the ability to affect and ripple forward and backward in time that's how big these events were i've, I've talked a couple times about you know 9-11 being a catastrophic event to the point where leading up to 9-11 there were increased uh, diagnosis of dep- clinical depression and and things like that you know just you know those types of things being reported and diagnosed where people felt like there are things that you just can't feel like why do i feel so depressed like mm-hmm. why do i feel this way like is there a certain level of chaos that can actually you know ripple just like in a lake you know, mm-hmm. to you know, forward and backward in time. Of course, you know, th- those things are scary. You know, you and the people dark. that are ultra sensitive to it. You know, like you don't know why you're feeling depressed on this one particular day, and then you call your friend, and they're like, "Oh my god, I feel like shit all day," and you don't know why. Yep. 
it's you know, i mean it's the same that. people that are affected by mercury retrograde right like every <laughs> i know you love that mercury retrograde is part of the simulation dude that's a programmed piece of the simulation where fucking every fucking basically 90 to 100 days you're gonna get shit fucking flipped upside down on you just to keep the chaos coming in this is mm-hmm. elon musk donald trump these are just fucking man-made retrogrades that are thrown into the equation to just fucking spin shit upside down and make it fucking chaotic. But did you watch the water world the watch water or whatever the fuck thing is? No, it's so funny you say that because I was on my Facebook like 10 minutes ago and, and the, the DM said, all I saw on the D like, you know how you open the DM, you get the full one. But the first line said, Hey, you have to watch this video. My oh, friend sent it to my me. God. <laughs> I said, before I even clicked it, I was like, I know this is, and I clicked it and it's, watch the water i mean so the first thing i want to say about this is that i mean compared to fall of the cabal and what was the other big one the the big uh, the big the big big one the one with croaking like and all zeitgeist that. no no oh. no the list oh. croaking the, the mike smith the good one yeah i don't remember the name of that one i never watched that the best the best one <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about I, 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 i'm not going to be able to continue unless i figure it out I know people on the fucking other end of this right now listening to their car are screaming the name of it. Um, oh, God. I, I don't think I can move forward. You got to help me. I mean, I can't. Out of shadows. I don't know the- out of shadows. Okay. okay. There you go. So out of shadows. Phenomenally done. Hollywood level fucking documentary. Uh, Fall of the Cabal was very, very good. Out of shadows was elite. Even Zeitgeist and those other ones were well done. This thing's a piece of shit. This documentary. It's a piece of shit. Yeah. It's a piece of fucking garbage. Stop referring to this guy as doctor, first of all. Stop it, you fucking retards. So people are looking at fucking Dr. Brian Artis, okay? He's a chiropractor. <laughs> okay? He's a fucking <laughs> chiropractor, you stupid fucks. All right? Well, <laughs> technically, he, you didn't know that. You just saw Dr. Brian Artis everywhere, and you think he's like some fucking biologist or metaphysicist. He's a fucking chiropractor, all right? So (laughs) stop referring to him as doctor. I mean, you can, but that gives him built-in credibility, right? When you hear Dr. Artis is talking about the fucking vaccine or talking about remdesivir. This motherfucker has never done anything in a hospital, has never been anywhere near fucking anything in his life. Do you know what Dr. Artis did after his failed? He didn't sell his chiropractic business. It failed. I have all the fucking documents right here. It fucking went under. You know what he did? He started a acne treatment company. And then after Mm. that flopped and didn't go anywhere, he started a fucking little uh, thing to cure hair baldness. And bald men. Wait, at like an alopecia medicine? Yeah, the alopecia. Oh, maybe he's the fucking alopecia But what Dr. Uh Brian Artis is really doing and the funny thing is i went through this whole rabbit hole before ever clicking play on the video because i didn't want to click the video and i said before i watch this i need to know who's presenting this information to me unlike all the dipshit retarded fucking conspiracy retards now who fucking just oh dude someone said it was good i gotta see it oh it's so good they don't even know he's not he's, he's a fucking chiropractor that they're listening to right um and people are like oh he said it yeah he mumbled it once in the fucking thing um, so then I went, I'm not trying to be a dick, but, and I'm, I've met some chiropractors that are cool, but like, 
Some of these chiropractors are like the snake oil salesmen of the med- medicine industry. I mean, I do know a couple. I know a couple really good chiropractors. And, and I'm sorry if you're a chiropractor. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure you're legit and you help people. And well, I, know, I mean, listen, listen a people, chiropractor but, runs around with a doctor on their name. Right there, you know, it's fucking... You're, you're not a fucking chiro- doctor. You're, you're, you're a massage therapist. The one time I got the tour of a chiropractor's office, they spent half the time trying to legitimize the practice <laughs> we had a guy doctor. like like you know what i'm saying like yeah, if you're getting a tour and they're trying to like prove to you that they're legit like you don't go into a hospital like i didn't go in thinking like a brain weren't. surgeon you know like a brain surgeon like listen like we do real work here and <laughs> open up ignore what you've heard yeah well despite what you've heard about brain surgery and heart surgery i mean you don't hear that you know uh, dude it's so funny we had this guy dr lou who i loved uh it was it was a jewish guy actually um, one of my, uh, Bobby's lethal threat to Jewish chiropractor. Um, he was Jewish one of my, Indians, one of my the ultimate threat. Jewish Indian chiropractor. Um, uh, he <laughs> was, he was one of my students at my stock training company and he was, yo, he's a little shysty. He was, he, let's just put it that way. He's pretty shysty. Everyone used to call him Dr. Lou and everyone always used to ask him what kind of doctor. And he used to say like <laughs> a doctor of like metaphysical body contortion, like some weird thing when I would come in and go, hey, he's a chiropractor. So basically, <laughs> basically, he's like a massage therapist, like same thing. But he gets to be called a doctor for some reason. But um, so, yeah, this guy's it's like in the hangover where the guy's a dentist and he keeps calling himself a doctor. And they're like, no, you're a no, you're a dentist. Yeah, exactly. You're not I would give way more legitimacy to dental practice. Dude, you want to know I, how I big know. a fraud? Am I being a dick? No, say whatever you want. Mm. Who cares? Fuck them. Mm. I mean, we probably only have like eight chiropractors listening, so we lost five listeners. You know? <laughs> the, the other three are probably like, yeah, you're right, Bob. Right. Um, but how about this? You want to see how big a scumbag this fucking idiot is? So yeah. his his real business is selling pre-workout supplements. I mean, didn't every shill mm. end up selling supplements? And listen, I'm all for it. I want to make this clear. I'm all for selling shirts. Uh, dude's got a podcast. I'm all for having a podcast. I'm all for selling clothing. I'm all for selling supplements. I'm all for every fucking thing you want to do. But you people used to fucking put everyone on a stake who did any one of these things. So if anyone sold a shirt, PSYOP. If anyone sold a medicine, PSYOP. You promoted ads on something, PSYOP. You had a Patreon, PSYOP. He has all of them. Bro, someone said, follow the money. Because I was selling $25 uh, spaces. But then they'll promote Watch the Water for a guy who's selling supplements, who's a fake doctor, who's selling garbage t-shirts, not even funny ones, who has a dead podcast that no one listens to, and has a fucking donate button on his fucking homepage. They'll support that guy. Why? Because this guy's saying what they want to hear, and you're not. Like we said, it actually no longer becomes about the message. It becomes about the selfish. I want people to be like me. Right. Mm-hmm. But so basically this guy sells pre-workout supplements. That's it. That's how he makes his living. Truelabs.com. Um, his business has four employees and his total revenue for his business. Get, he started this business in 2018. Guess what the total revenue for his business was the last calendar year? Uh, Five million. 152,000. 152,000 total revenue how for many, the business. How many, how many employees does he have? Four. So let's 150,000. If he's got four employees, let's just say they're making 20K a year. Right. That's 80K mm-hmm. off the top. Right. right? So he's down to 70, making, 70 pre tax dollars. <laughs> $70,000 pre tax. 
Which, listen, for me, it would be fine. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't that's... be fine for you because I think that building that you're operating out of probably has a thing called rent and electricity and shit, right? <laughs> right. I mean, let's right. say he's even in some shitty area only paying like two, three grand a month for it. Where the street names are named after presidents. Yeah, he's on Martin Life Luther King Drive, fucking cracking backs, <laughs> cracking backs and selling and <laughs> slinging strawberry pre-workout. But I mean, you're already down to like $30,000. This dude's broke. He's fucking got nothing. Dude, you want to see how wow. big of a fucking... A, and, and I don't even think he's the owner because here's his title. Are you ready for this? Yes. I mean, this is just like... No one else will probably realize this but me, but this is like epitome of fucking scumbag, okay? His title at the company is Chief Formulating Officer. Chief Formulating Officer. So basically, his initials are CFO. Mm-hmm. But he's the chief formulating officer. Oh, my fucking Christ. That's like me being like having nothing to do in four deep and not doing the books or anything and calling myself CFO. And when it really stands for like chief fucking officer, like, <laughs> like I fucked the most bitches. I'm CFO, you know, like, right, right. Not, like everyone sees. I guarantee you his business card says CFO. Yeah, I guarantee. Yeah. It. Just no. chief of economic yeah. opportunities, CEO. Chief formulating, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chief, uh, chief ejaculating officer. <laughs> well, if you win Okie Cookie, I'm the then Okie Cookie, you Okie Cookie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's part of the fucking con. That's why, like, I, I think just if I can give give a reference, I think the chiro- a lot of people within chiropractic. You really don't, don't you like chiropractors. Um, almost as much as I mean, we are on. We have. We are. I, I think they're the NFTs of fucking wow. medicine. <laughs> wow, you are. I mean, Indian. If you find an Indian chiropractor, Jesus Christ, bro. If if I find an Indian chiropractor that sells NFTs, I'm in hell. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus, that would be that. Would, I mean, fucking run, run. <laughs> Did you also know that Brian Artis uh, was assessed a six hundred dollar fine and civil penalties? Uh, for failing to properly maintain and submit sufficient continuing education credits for his uh, business. That's not good. Yeah, no. It couldn't, couldn't pay a six. They had to take him to court for $600. Uh, that's how thriving Did you know Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk's grandfather was a chiropractor? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. He's a, that dude, the uh, grandfather that, that was also a technocrat, he was a chiropractor. And I think part of that is they want to replace the human spine, you know, with, with right, probably. mechanical. Would make sense. Yeah. I mean, just turn us all but, into fucking. Listen, yeah. if you treat chiropractic or whatever it is as a, as a, as a um, practice where you're practicing how to better someone's back. Listen, if somebody's got back problems, you know how to realign. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's a therapy. But if you think, you know, if you. If it becomes more of an ego trip, then it does a practice. Like if you study the spine and, and you think of ways that you can heal people that are having degenerative problems, that's fine if, if you're doing good work. But, you know, it's another thing where you're using it as like, like you're saying, like a shill operation. If you know it's I a con. I think people become chiropractors just because it's the easiest way to have doctor in front of your name. I mean, could, could but what is the easiest I way? Mean, to, I mean, like doctor is the blue check mark of life. Right. It really is. It really is. And, and it becomes easier to get just like a blue chip. Yeah. So you'd go the path of least resistance. You'd become a massage therapist on steroids. Yeah. I mean, is that is that the easiest way to get doctor? I, I, mean, I, I just thought assume. you'd get like a doctorate in fucking gender studies. You're still a doctor. I don't know. I mean, and actually make a career out of it. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. I mean, that's an easy way. 
Yeah, it I is mean, an I'm, easy it's way. It's got to be one of the easiest, if not the. Well, I mean, you can become a doctor and just be a professor and just be doctor, you know, Doctor G, and you're teaching. Because I mean, I think so. Know. Here, so like general practice doctor is probably the easiest doctor to become, even though students must complete four years of medical school and one to two years of residency. This is the minimum amount of education required for medical doctors. I mean, you don't need res- residency for a chiropractor, right? Probably. Ah, uh, I don't know. I wonder if it's treated the same way. As like if you're getting um like uh what's the stuff where you get the needles put uh the pressure yeah, point the, therapies yeah 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 sure I don't uh, I, I used to get it I don't yeah, know why I know I'm, I'm forgetting about remember. it but you know what I'm talking about like I mean I, I don't think you need much residency with that you know like like the off the book stuff if that makes sense you know yeah I mean so here's the five steps to becoming a chiropractor the the alternative uh sciences or therapies as they call them yeah I mean here's the five steps. Complete three to four years of undergrad studies. Important first step will open the doors the rest Check. of your career. Um, attend a chiropractic college. I mean, I'm assuming that would be the fucking studies. Uh, obtain your license. Choose a specialty. Continue to gain knowledge. I mean, so it's like getting pretty much like get your degree license. and you're good. Yeah, it's like getting a real estate <laughs> license. <laughs> so, uh, so this dude is a chiropractor, uh, not a scientist or not a biologist and not a doctor. Um, and his whole fucking theory, first of all, I mean, right out the gate, just looking at his face, Ben, Bobby, I, uh, sent you the fucking picture of his face and he looks exactly like two people that we know that <laughs> shady, weird, fucking like fucking just, just doesn't look droopy, fucking droopy face. He's, yeah. he's, and he's getting interviewed by a pointy nosed guy. You know, it's like the pointy nosed guy and the droopy guy. Like if they were two cartoons, they'd be like a uh, two cartoon. That's what I'm saying. Dogs. That cartoon dog yeah. with the droopy ass face yeah. that doesn't. Talk, and the other guy looks barely- like the pointy dog that you see everywhere in all the cartoons. And uh, the best part about it is he's actually wearing the same cheap suit and under and and button down in the pre-interview as he is in the interview itself, which supposedly took place weeks earlier. So I the guy probably has. I wear, I wear the same pair of jeans. Granted, I'm not trying to. Their jeans are a little different than going in a fucking documentary and wearing the same button down and same shirt in the fucking interview. This dude's probably got like fucking two two nickels that's to his fucking, fucking rub job. together. That's his fucking job interview. Yeah, that's I his. Mean, that's his go-to. Like he probably wore that to a wedding that night, and he's wearing it to fucking go shill his strawberry daiquiri pre-workout <laughs> the next day. So so and then uh, so a lot of other things about this guy. So he's the chief formulating officer. Um, for 2010 labs. Well, let me see. I have some other stuff here that I will go. First of all, he doesn't know what a codone is. Doesn't know what a codone mm. is. Do you know what a codone is? I mean, it's probably the only biological yes term no. I actually do know. I mean, I yes, I know it has to do with like genetic, you know, sequencing and stuff. Okay, but I I, I couldn't like give you like a Webster's. I know right. it has no, to do no, with I DNA. don't say it has to do with DNA, right? The th- DNA, the threading yeah. of the DNAs, right? So yeah. so basically, he did an interview. Uh, with these two, you know, fairly powerful guys. And when asked, um, Dr. Artist, uh, but he didn't know what a codone was and stated he had to look up the definition. So he had mm-hmm. to look up the definition of a codone or codone, whatever it is, the fucking DNA thing. I'm not claiming to know it. I'm also not claiming to be an expert on fucking snake venom and rem- remdesivir. Uh, well, doctors he- have to take Latin. And so even with the word, it has the word code in it, which has to do with genetic coding. Right. So you should be able to... You know, bone crackers don't have to, though. 
They don't have to take land. Uh, He also said ACE2 receptor stood for uh, acetylcholine receptor, which is wrong. ACE stands for angiotensin converting enzyme. So, you know, there's people like just lighting him up that his fucking half his shit is wrong, whatever. Now, keep in mind, he's talking about the documentary is basically about he's saying that that there's snake venom that is being put in the fucking water that is going to kill us all. And remdesivir is, it was so boring. I fucking fell asleep. halfway. What does remdesivir do? Activate it? Like like putting a fucking uh, Mentos in a Coke bottle. Listen, the bottom line is maybe it's right. I don't fucking know. Like I'm not, I'm not criticizing the information because no one fucking knows. Like, what do you mean? The fucking, first of all, we're all certain it came from a bat. And now we're saying it came from a snake. And now we're saying it's snake venom. And then we said it was the mark of the beast. And then it's not the mark of the beast. The booster's the mark of the beast. No one fucking knows, dude. We're all throwing out theories. So could it be right? Yeah, sure. Of course it could. I remember them talking mm-hmm. about snakes and venom. And yeah, who the fuck knows? I'm, I'm not discrediting the shit that was in the video. I'm discrediting everyone talking about this fucking video. Like he just fucking invented fire. Like it's nothing in here that is more than a cool Twitter threat. That's the most right. this video should have been. Yeah. Was a cool, yeah, well-researched yeah. Twitter thread that you yeah. read through and go, wow, that guy put some time into that. That's pretty dope. Put it in my pocket, maybe bookmark it and keep it moving. But they're talking about this shit like it just fucking it's just uncovered frazzle drip. <laughs> That's why it has cyber written all over it because oh, huge. these types of videos have artificially inflated um, view counts that don't seem natural. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if this one video is being shared by everybody, like it starts by the shill accounts. You know, if they're you know, let's say there are psyop shill accounts, they would be the ones that would be shilling uh-huh. this kind of shit out, bro. You know, if you want to talk about the patriots, bro. Look at your text right now, okay? So I'm looking because I'm, I'm trying to figure out how these fucking retards are spreading this and really thinking this dude is this credible. This dude did a masterful job of covering his tracks and making his shit look tight. I see that people are arguing Brian Artis testified at the German Corona Inquiry Committee, okay? Mm. And I'm like, instead of just going, oh, wow, I'm going, what the fuck is that? Bro, do you see the picture I just sent you of the four people at the fucking desk with the hats on the back wall? Brian Artis testifies at German Corona Inquiry Committee July 30th. Bob. It looks like, you know what it looks like? I'll tell you exactly what it looks like. A depressed family of serial killers. It looks like a board meeting at Huffington Post. (laughs) You got got a gender neutral, it's Pat. You got fucking hipster dude with a co- with a with a coffee mug and these weird hats on the back wall. It's in a house. It's in, it's in at a looks it's like at a, a wooden table in a house with cheap microphones and it's four German people that called themselves the German Corona Inquiry Committee. They have a podcast. This is like it's the same people German. that are probably on Snopes. This is like the, Snopes yeah, headquarters. Snopes head. Bobby, they speak English. They're not even speaking in German in the interview. Like, it's it's the biggest fraudulent thing in the world. Everything, Todd, this guy spoke. No, he didn't testify at the German Corona Bro, Inquiry Committee. metal door behind this chick? He was invited this? onto a podcast with four weirdos and hats and a, and a soldier door. We have better microphones than Dude, it's a joke. I watched the interview. I watched five minutes of it. I was dying laughing. Like, dude, everything around this guy is... Dude, he has a Twitter account, Dr. Brian Artis. 
It's got 138 followers. He hasn't tweeted on it since 2014. And it's all fucking about fucking oils. So you want to talk about snake oil salesmen, all the Q people and everyone in the movement, including ourselves, love to attack symbolism. Um, How about the guy who literally sells oils, who literally sells oils for hair treatment and is talking about snake venom in the water? Being a snake oil salesman. This is why intention's important, right? Like, if someone's like, I have information that, you know, that I might believe that snake venom is in our water supply causing yada, 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 yada. It's a scientific study, and and you create a thread or write a science, you know, whatever it is. But if your intention is, how can I sell my snake oil, and then you (laughs) profit off of people's retardation, you know, then your intention is not to come up with a theory. Your int- your initial intention is to sell snake oil. Right. Like it's all about the intention of the profit, Bro. right? He- like, for example, m- our intention is to put out quality content, you know, throw shit up at the wall, talk about what's true and what's not. And then since we're not backed by fucking CNN, we need support, right? But we don't if, even run ads. <laughs> we ran like, two, like, like with, with, with your sports gambling company, you wouldn't survive without good content. Right. Correct? Right. Yeah. Okay. If the picks so suck, that, no that, one would stay sign up. If the picks suck, nobody would sign up. If the information's not good, nobody. But if your intention is, I got this fucking snake oil. How can I fucking get it out there? All right. Let's just create a movement that, you know, snaky snake over here uh, fucking is causing a global pandemic, you know? Yeah. By the, did he did he like advertise a bunch of his shit throughout? He, like he did it cut to no, infomercials? No, no, no. He's not. He's very well calculated. I've seen people oh. like this. I'll tell you offline who he actually. I'll text you right now who he reminds me of. You know them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, check your text right now. <sighs> Bing. My internet must not be working. You're an idiot. Are you texting the wrong person? Maybe. Hold on. Let me do it again. Uh, okay, go you? now. There we go. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So that's exactly who he reminds me of. Very yeah. smart. Very calculated. This is all like even the way he talks. It makes my skin crawl. You know when certain mm. people just make your skin crawl, and you're like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Please don't tell me people are falling for this. It, everything about him makes my skin fucking crawl i need to play I did a whole something. podcast about somebody that makes my fucking you did you did. you did what is it i'm gonna play you the last this is, is how prodigy? it ends this is the beginning of the hospitals this entire pandemic hold on i gotta play this in and out of hospital care for children i mean listen the music everything is so bad Hold on. I mean, he cries at the beginning. He's got the sob story. He's got the backstory. My dad, this will put me on this mission. Dude, this guy has gone from selling, from being a failed chiropractor to selling uh, things that are going to cure your acne, things that are going to cure your baldness, pre-workout routines, and now he's fucking uh, selling this vision. I mean, literally every, the only thing he's missing is timeshares. Here's the thing. I don't, I respect people like this that hustle like this. You yeah, know, like I know that sounds weird. All, there's a all shady, then yeah, but it, there's a form of respect for that. I'm like, God damn, like these guys are hustling, dude. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, he's hustling. Like, like, Trust me. Like, he's I hustling. blame the, I blame most of the other people that, that give us 
Keep talking. I'm just trying. I can't turn it. No, I just, I, I, I place most of the blame on people like me that would like blindly watch it without questioning like the source. Like, who is this person? Oh, I, the What's first thing background? I do is look at who is this person. Right. Yeah. So here's the, here's the beginning. So first of all, the guy Stu Peters is, is cringe to begin with here. The number one doctor that Pfizer wants silenced, <laughs> silenced forever. How dare you? That's what he sounds like. After creating this documentary, all we have to say is that if Dr. Artis really is at the top of an assassination list, we're not surprised. Oh, God. And we think after watching this that you will probably agree. But before we start, though, we wanted to give you a chance to hear a few things from Dr. Artis, and he joins us now. Dr. Artis, thank you for coming, and thank you so much. Oh, I mean, right there. Do you even get past that point? This guy's like a fucking insult. Dr. Artis is saying he is at the top of an assassination list. Stop. Stop. Okay. Just stop. No, hold on. Let me tell you. He also talks about his staff. Hold on. He said that with that information he had, everything about COVID would come together. How they track it. How the CDC predicts hotspots. Hold on. Now is that my mind was blown legitimately. I wasn't even sure how to respond except for one thing. I knew the entire world needed to hear what Dr. Artis was saying. Now, for praying on the topic, I knew that Dr. Artis had to fly to After Minnesota again on the for topic. a special documentary-length interview to bring all of this information before the public. And so we did that. What's this? We held that interview. And for the past few weeks, we've been going through more than 4,000 pages of documents, some provided by Dr. Artis, some that we've gathered on our own, all of which support his theory. And all I can say here is the more that we ask questions, the harder that we tried to fact-check all of this away, the more our doubts started to feel unreasonable. We know that it's taken a while for this documentary to come out, but since we filmed that interview, that's at the center of this documentary. I got swamped. You about to cry? It, listen, listen, hold on, hold on. You, you just, you just, the one part you spoke was the part that I needed you to hear. Watch this. I just. He talks about how they got a SWAT team. It's taken a while for this documentary to come out, but since we filmed that interview. It's at the center of this documentary. I got swatted. I can't prove it, but I suspect these events are- <laughs> I got swatted and I can't prove it. I can't prove it. <laughs> Wait, how can you not prove you got- Do you know what I, swatting is? Swatting is like when someone doxes you and sends a fucking we SWAT We got team swatted, there. but we can't prove it. And then listen to what he says they had to do to their servers. ...our production process to make sure that if they took out me or Dr. Artis or one of our editors, that it wouldn't stop this from coming out. It's that important. <laughs> they had to decentralize all their networks because they thought one of them was about to be killed. Watch what he says about his staff member here. We had other issues. One of our editors was so distressed by the information in this documentary that they became ill. Another woke up in the middle of the night feeling like... Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Stop, stop. You can't talk over it because it gets better by the second. Hold on. Listen. Right. Just, li- just listen to this 20 issues. things. One of our editors was so distressed by the information in this documentary that they became ill. Another woke up in the middle of the night feeling like some external force was suffocating him, like some kind of a demonic attack. And maybe that sounds too wild to believe, but I want to say something. The way Dr. Artis had described how he started his investigation, all of the circumstances and coincidences that guided him down this path, I believe, I am convinced... And Brian believes that God has helped guide him through the research process. Maybe that's <laughs> like it's just fucking straight up Joel Osteen. Fucking when you guys talk about, and I know there's a lot of you out there that are religious, and I love you, and I respect your religious beliefs. I really do. I respect all of it. 
But if you don't think that there are people like this piece of shit and the other piece of shit and all the fucking televangelists that are using your religious faith against you and using it as a way to fucking just take over and monetize and fucking rally like the QAnon movement, they always go after the religious right. It's the same thing all the time. All you got to say is God sent me here. I'm on a mission from God. God made me do this. There was demonic attacks on us. And all the religious people go, oh, my God. It's like, I mean, that's the number one sign for me of snake oil salesmen. It, it's, here's what it sounds like. I don't know if you listen to much radio, especially AM radio, but like Saturday morning, they'll, they'll buy like 30-minute infomercial spots. And so it'll be like some guy who's it's a fake interview where like the, the, the interviewer already, you know, is part of the, the pitch. You know, he's like, oh, I was uh, sick for five years and then I took, you know, salmon dick for five months and it cured my glaucoma, you know, and he's and he starts going off on this shit. And then it, I'm going to interview, you know, introduce Dr. Smith, who cured my glaucoma with salmon dick. And then they just spend. <laughs> 30 minutes talking about how Sam and Dick cures glaucoma and, and the interviewer's job is to prop up the Mm -hmm. person selling it. You know, like, uh, I bought a bunch of cod liver oil, which by the way is, it's fine if you buy cod liver oil, but I bought a bunch of cod liver oil, kind of like fish oil, omega three fish oil after listening to an infomercial on Saturday morning. And that's kind of like what they're going after. That's why you see a lot of infomercials at three o'clock in the morning, you know, where they purchase an hour because that's when you're vulnerable. You know, and so the if you just and it's great that I'm listening to it rather than watching it because you can hear the person's tone yeah. and it's very sales pitchy. Yeah, it sounds sales pitchy to me. The whole thing. Now, now what I'm going to play is if you'll give me a minute of your time, Bob, I need you to hear how yeah. it ended. Because the first All thing right. I did, I didn't want to watch this stupid fucking jerk off. But again, me and you talked about it last night. We're up pretty late. I'm like, yo, I went down a rabbit hole in this guy. He's a complete fucking flugazi fraud. He's going to be the next fucking my pillow guy. I guarantee you, he's going to be the next written house all over the place. But Ugh, uh, I went down a fucking. And by the way, I mean same type of vocal inflection yeah. as written house. It's almost that like borderline like incel like um uh what's it called uh the uh, Asperger like borderline Asperger like you know that like smart Rain Man kind yeah. of voice. Well, this the other guy, Doctor Artist, who you're about to hear now. Is literally just like this fucking arrogant, like, (laughs) you're never going to believe what I'm about to tell you. Okay. Like I'm like the Lord came down to me, Jesus. And he like, it's just so like, shut up, bro. You're he's a used car salesman. But and here's the other thing you have this, which is like a Gaston, Gaston complex, uh which is that character from Beauty and the Beast where it's like. He had, he was in love with himself, but he had this little lackey that followed him. That was like. So it's that Gaston. Peters is the gas, the guy who Gastons him up. And uh, yeah, and he's the thing. But let's so he and so I always go to the end first. Right. Because I want to see that I have a very specific process when I watch any documentary. Before I do, I go spend hours researching the person who did it. I go research all the negatives. I go research all the things to debunk it before I start it. Right. Because I want to go into it knowing what I'm walking into and seeing if it's credible, reliable. And then I go right to the end. (laughs) <laughs> to see like how it ends because all mm-hmm. I could always any documentary that ends with some completely unbelievable and most of them do this ridiculous mic drop fantasy land bullshit. I know the whole documentary is bullshit leading up to that. Right. Point. Listen to the end of this. So this is uh. I hadn't heard anything yet. 
This is him talking about going to dinner, the moment when he realized, going to dinner with his wife, and he gets a fortune cookie. And then there's <laughs> two fortune cookies that Jane has selected out of a barrel. But my wife is a uh, desserts first kind of girl. So when I sat down at the table, how long it takes the fortune cookie's already point. open and she's already eaten it. And the fortune cookie's sitting there above her. The fortune is sitting above her plate. So I sat down, I look at her and I said, uh, well, I guess I'll eat my dessert first too since you did yours. I guess I'll open up my fortune cookie. Oh, oh, oh. So I opened the fortune cookie and I cracked it open. And it's the details opposite the plate, so across the plate. And when I cracked it open, the back of the paper of the fortune was facing me. And I quickly saw it as I separated the two ends and I just spun it around real quick to face me. And I picked it up and read it to my wife and it reads something like this. All of the world's greatest riches begin with one penny. <laughs> I said, oh, I looked at Jane, I was like, of course it does. Like, who doesn't know that, right? And I sat it down and she's looking at me as she's eating. She's like, are you going to eat? And I was just staring at the the actual paper fortune and I said uh, yeah I'll eat in a minute and she goes what's wrong and I said it's what's on the back of that fortune cookie that's freaking me out and usually you'll see like lottery numbers or something random on the back <laughs> not on his cookies. but what I noticed not was on his the name on the back of that fortune in parentheses on the back of that fortune as soon as I opened it are two names and then they show a Photoshop picture that says ice skating, parentheses, L-I-U, symbol, parentheses, B-I-N-G. Louis. Which is common. Bing. Right? And it's not a real uh-huh. picture. It's obviously clearly a Photoshop. It's, it's, it's sitting. Please in tell a, me it has like a watermark it's, on it's it. In a white, <laughs> it's on a white background with nothing. It's not like oh, a camera phone yeah. picture from a table. It's I something wish it had like a watermark on Would it. Would you like to know who Louis Bing is? So, uh, artist claims he fears for his life, citing the murder of another COVID-19 researcher, Bing Louie. So Bing Louie is the fucking dude who actually legitimately was doing some like good shit to fucking crack down on what was going on with the code. He claims that the dude who was murdered for fucking researching COVID, the young Asian kid that was one of the biggest, uh, Oh yeah. yeah, You know, who he is. He yeah, claims yeah, yeah, yeah. that dude's name was in parentheses on the back of his fortune cookie. And he didn't show the picture of the fortune cookie. He shows some ridiculously photoshopped fake image at the end. And that's what that whole story was. And so he thinks that because ice skating translates to Liu Bing. I mean, that's what basically what they're saying. Ice, Liu, or whatever Dude. skating is Bing. And so he thinks based on that. What, like like Liu Bing summoned him I to mean, do all this work? Dude, it's not true. It doesn't matter. That name was never on the back of his fortune cookie. That well, fortune I'm just cookie trying to figure out, Let's say if it was. He's trying to say was. Bing Liu is on my fucking cookie, and I'm the, I'm the guy who needs to take over his responsibility to get to the bottom of but COVID. This is, the, this is the God complex shit, dude. This is and people God. believe it. This is why Joel Osteen is actually a really good reference, because Joel Osteen thinks the same thing. He actually thinks that whatever it was, this is how Scientology was formed, yes, by the yes, way. Yes, yes, Cults. All this cults. is exactly how cult. Scientology Every cult was, was formed, formed just like this. You know, and uh, it, this, is, this is the same thing. This is Scientology. <sighs> I can't believe that this is spreading like fire. 
I can't believe I'm glad it. I listened to it before watching it. Well, now, would you ever I, listen to it after hearing just those snippets? I mean, well, do these people realize how to fucking it, insane they are? Now, the information yeah. may not be horrible. I don't know. I'm not a fucking biologist. My so, favorite part is then we got swatted. I can't prove I it. I can't <laughs> prove it. We got a fortune cookie with Bing Lee on the back. It's a Photoshop picture, but the real one was there. Trust me. Like you, then I got stabbed in the artery. I can't prove yeah. it, but oh, our guy, our guy had to stop working because he was so sick. He had dem- demons attacking him and suffocating him. We can't <laughs> prove it, but who can't prove that you got swatted? I mean, I, when I came out and said I was getting fucking death threats and fucking people were coming after me, I literally showed a letter from you. Ch- can prove it. <laughs> I literally showed a letter from the fucking bank saying, "Tommy, you're dead." I literally showed a fucking letter from Twitter saying, "We're getting concerns about you." committing suicide we're getting notified like i showed all of it i was like here it's all right here guys here's here's them fucking telling me that i'm gonna die like if i got swatted do you think i wouldn't fucking be able to prove i mean are you crazy how fucking stupid has our community become i mean i don't see that's why i don't even i, I don't even want to say it's our community i don't i'm not i don't not like anymore. communities I, yeah. yeah not anymore i just don't i can't do communities now they're just some uh, motherfuckers feel- we used to hang out with in high school yeah, and I'm not trying to like shit on anybody that watched it or told me to watch it. Like, if you got something out of it, if there's a little snippet of information that's legit in there, fine. But just based on that, and 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 really to me, the the sign is if if it's if if I open my Instagram and I have like in a just a ridiculous number of inboxes that's way more than usual, and I click on it, eighty percent of them say you got to watch this video. Yeah. I'm not watching. That it's so video. bad. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I, it's, I've gotten so many, I've gotten so many people sent me this fucking documentary, so many fucking people. And it's like, the only one that I would say I think is legit. Um, and this is because I know somebody personally, like, like personally since childbirth, um, who, who this person has helped before they were famous with ailments was pandemic. The, the lady that was behind the, the, you know, the, the whole pandemic documentary, she did very good work and she did extensive work with people I know closely, like their children and, and healed, you know, not healed, but, you know, helped remedy whatever their ailments were at, you know, post vaccine, she helped them, you know, and she's the type, you know, the type of holistic doctor that, that gets the full scope of, of a child's information history that, cause it, you know, it's like the full body healing type stuff. And this was before the pandemic video. And then after it hit her, you know, she was getting destroyed everywhere, you know? Right. And so that when I, if I dig on somebody and I hear that they have a history of quality work, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it, you know? I'm, but this kind of shit, man, when a chiropractor, I mean, we could have stopped the podcast right there. I mean, it should have been over right there. <laughs> and, and that's the whole thing. Like, dude, I think Fall of the Cabal had great stuff in it. I think the Q Reddit post had great stuff in it. I think the fucking. Um, uh, Out of Shadows had great stuff and I think it's all awesome. I'm sure this documentary had some good stuff in it if I didn't fall asleep fucking halfway through it. But right. like to try and compare this, which is completely conjecture and completely just, we've already been fucked over and duped so many times lately. We have to have a higher standard of fucking holding up. Like if I watch Fall of the Cabal now, I'll probably look at it and go, yeah, like fucking 50% of that's retarded, right? But the first yeah. 50% is legit, you know, the Pizzagate stuff and all that kind of stuff. But then the, the any predictive stuff, and there's fucking retarded. Like, you, you got to ret- – so retrospect, I have a much higher bar to stand to. So when I'm getting sent this fucking documentary by everyone and their mother, I'm assuming 
it's like some next level, like better than out of shadows shit. And it's two broke jerk offs fucking running their mouth to each other with weird voice inflections and creepy tones and fucking talking about fucking snake venom in the fucking oil. But my favorite part is that they're absolutely destroying Remdesivir. They're, they're destroying. That's, a, that's, an interest, that's an interesting little side plot. Emergency use author, authorization. There you go. So for those of you who love this documentary and love the uh, Remdesivir being the devil. Do you want the FDA to issue an emergency youth authorization? Emergency use authorization for remdesivir. Well, it's a big, uh, it's a big thing. What happened just recently, where they came up with something that has a very substantial percentage. You know, it's a building block. Tony said it today. I thought it was very well expressed. He said that's a building block. That means it's a very substantial chunk of a step, and that's a building block. <laughs> Thanks, the ultimate Thanks step. Donnie. That's a big building block. When you hear, I guess thirty-one percent. Uh, so it was very good. Yeah, I, I want them to go as quickly as they can. Uh, Stephen Hahn, Dr. Hahn, has been incredible at the FDA. He's getting things done at record time. There's never been anything like it. And yeah, we want it. We want everything to be safe. But we do. We would like to see very quick approvals, especially with things that work. Okay. So there you go. And Don himself took it and bragged about it, taking remdesivir. So next time a fucking patriot sends you that, be like, oh, you hate Trump now. And watch yeah, I mean, him, that's watch kind him of the, the, the That's kind of the line of thought. I mean, you can't agree with this guy that remdesivir is the suicide fucking drug and then also think Trump wasn't bad by putting it into society, fast-tracking it and forcing it down everyone's throat and saying he took it. It's funny, it's funny other, that... It's funny that this this is coming up because, you know, I kind of gave three parts of where, which made me go, oh, God, I can't even hear about Q anymore. The the thing that kind of made me realize that I'm not going to be vocal about my supporting of Trump anymore was once the vaccines started coming out, people started trying to convince me that Trump had the government in charge, like the military, excuse me, the military was in charge of the vaccine and because Trump was president, they're safe vaccines and the military is going to, you know, this, that. I'm like, dude, if Joe Biden was president and you're telling me the military was in charge of vaccines, you would have the, you would, you would be, be on fire. Arms. You would be on fire. You would be on fire. Everyone would be losing their minds. Let's wrap up with this. We said we would touch right. on uh, Dwayne Haskins and Godfrey. So just a couple minutes and then we can extend on it uh, on the next podcast. But uh, Dwayne Haskins, Broward County, Bob. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, the whole deal. Uh, Dwayne, those of you who don't know, Dwayne Haskins, uh, <laughs> Adam Schefter got in big trouble for this, really. But former uh, NFL quarterback and you know college quarterback standout uh, uh, died strangely at like six thirty eight. Okay, he he's currently the quarterback. Is it in Buffalo or is it no Pittsburgh? Right? Yes, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, PA. But he dies under a bridge at six thirty seven in the morning in Broward County, Florida. You know, and I understand football players go down there to train and, and it could just be tragedy or whatever, but it's a highway. He was supposedly crossing a highway at six thirty-seven in the morning and gets, or he was like, he was in his car and got clipped right by mm -hmm. like a dump truck or something. Was that what it was? Yes. Is any of this, no, is no. Yes. He was, well, the story changed nine times, so we don't know what the actual okay. one was, but yes, it was six in the morning. He was fucking crossing a street, supposedly ran out of gas. One said he was jogging. 
One said it, it, the story changed five times, but he got hit by a dump truck and killed. And Brown. Right. So Broward County is a county that's been brought up multiple times on our podcast during the elections, uh, strange deaths like XXX Tentacion mm-hmm. and others. But Broward County always seems to be at the epicenter of everything. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like the uh, Parkland shooting, Broward County, Sheriff Israel who got fired because they did nothing just like in the subway shooting where they nothing happened during that shooting. Right. The, the, the troops or the troops, the, the police officers basically were told to stand down by, by Sheriff Israel. So the corruption's at the top. Broward County is also Debbie Wasserman Schultz's County. And she was the one that was in charge of the DNC. And then during the WikiLeaks dumps, she was, you know, Included in that is, is aiding Hillary Clinton. And then I don't know if you remember the name Seth Rich, mm-hmm. but Seth Rich ended up dead and he was supposedly the DNC uh, leaker that leaked it to WikiLeaks, ended up dead, suicided, but shot. Suicide twice. shot in the stolen. back. <laughs> right. Nothing yeah. was stolen. Yeah. That's Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And then she became Hillary Clinton's campaign aide. The same Debbie Wasserman Schultz that shook down a bunch of uh, sheriffs, you know, because of uh, a security breach and a scandal in D.C. with this uh, th- this other this IT guy. I think his name was like Imran something. Hawan. Imran Hubbard. Um, yeah. yeah Imran right. Hubbard. Oh, yeah. Something like might as well have been. So you have Debbie Wasserman Schultz. That's her district. You have Parkland shooting. You have all types of strange celebrity deaths. How about this? Do you remember that? Wasn't supposed- Anna Nicole? Anna Nicole Smith was killed there. You have the Cesar Sayoke guy. He was that pipe bomber that ended up in that QAnon truck. Oh. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that. It was like this 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 van that was supposedly had all these pipe bombs that he was sending off in just so nicely parked in this parking space. And it had all these QAnon where we go yep. one we go. David Hogue. We talked about that. David Hogue's Broward County. Um, Nicholas Cruz, who is the shooter at Parkland, was from Broward County. And here's the funny thing about Nicholas Cruz. They had information on Nicholas Cruz years before he did this shooting, supposedly. And where so they entered him into like this student help center and he was assigned like a mentor to help him. The, his mentor, and I shit you not, was uh, the fucking uh, what's his name? Scott Peterman, who turned out to be a, a murderer. He ended up murdering this guy. Uh, if you look up Scott Peterman, he murdered his pregnant wife. It was like one of the most like high profile murder cases. OK, this guy was Nicholas Cruz's mentor in Broward County, the 2000 election with George W. Uh-huh. Bush, the hanging and Chad. Al Gore, the hanging <clears throat> Chad, Miami Dade in Broward County. I mean, like even this election, where was the holdup? Florida, Broward County, dude. Like this is the county where all the cabalic activity happens, you know, and that's because they're corrupted from the top of the police force to the top of the government, which is why, like, when Bill started talking about. Um, all the shit that's happening in New York City, I asked him, I said, okay, do they have a new police chief? Do they have a new mayor? Because it always seems to happen after these shifts, right? Yeah. One of the big things about Scott Israel, who is the head of the police chief, is he he got in office, I think in like 2012, and he was huge about gun control. I mean, he was pushing gun control, gun control, gun control. And then a fucking school shooting happens, like right around his county that he was in charge of. And what did they do? They used David Hogg, and all these other fucking people to push 
gun control and to push out against it. You know what? Um, kind of like what uh, Ben Shapiro said: stepping on the fucking graves of these kids to push fucking gun control. You know, and, and it always happens in Broward County. So when I heard that, the only thing I said was, "This is the only thing I tweeted out." Huh? Dwayne Haskins died in Broward County, and people fucking lit into me. Oh, it went nuts. Like, like, oh, he's 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 not. You know, but the body's still warm, and you're already come up. With I mean, I love how you could talk about it five days later, though, but you just can't write when it happens. You can't have it, like, dude. Like, like there's if that was difference. my kid. I'd be like, "What's he doing at Broward County at six thirty-seven in the, the morning?" First thing, if you if Bobby died in Broward highway. County, the first thing I would think is something's up right now. We got to go find out what the fuck happened because there's no way he just died in Broward County. I want to yeah. know what's going yeah. on down there. Yeah, and and I don't know this Dwayne Haskins fella. You know, rest in peace. Like I don't know. I somebody was telling me that he had some cryptic tweets like a couple of days before. Um, you know, I I don't know much information. The only thing I was saying is, you know, it's strange. Like you have he was the one drafted to the Washington formerly mm-hmm. Redskins, and they they changed their name from the Redskins to the football team. And now it was the biggest else. disappointment maybe in football history. That was the big. That's Things. literally his claim to fame that. He was probably full on faction, full on cabal, the chosen one, like, you know, supposed to come out and be awesome. And he was the biggest bust maybe in NFL history. Or um, maybe he said, fuck this. I'm not doing your fucking. Or maybe they said, you know, too much and thing. we don't need you anymore because you you suck. So we're going to. Or maybe you. he was just crossing a highway at 637. And maybe in, that's in true too. In a, in a populated county. And it means absolutely nothing. Right. Exactly. But what it does bring up is Broward County once again. Yeah. You know? And I mean, it's, you have to ask about these things. Like when Bobcat uh, Goldthwait just, uh, who is it? Gilbert Gottfried. Sorry. Uh, when Gilbert yeah. Gottfried just died right now. Same thing, by the Honestly, way. I mean, same like, guy, right? Just, same guy. Yeah. R.I.P. Bobcat Goldthwait. Even if you're alive. <laughs> is like, he, he alive? I'm literally good. I don't know, but he's dead. Right? <laughs> he's, he's dead now. Uh, let me see. Is he alive? Ed? Yeah, I think wasn't he married to that hot girl, Nikki Cox? I think he's still alive. Yeah. Uh he's alive and kicking, yeah. All right, he'll be dead soon. Um, but <laughs> the uh the so like dude, when you look at this fucking situation, dude, we were joking, Bob, and I know your big thing is comedy, so we'll end on this. You've been yeah, we've been talking about like the death of comedy, right? How they're killing yeah. comedy. I'm sitting here like, yo, they're like literally killing murder literally comedy right now. Like, yeah. you're looking at Norm MacDonald, Bob Saget, and fucking uh, Gilbert Gottfried, who were best friends, all three of them, who right. were three of the dirtiest, grimiest, disgusting. And some of you may be sitting there saying, all right, Norm MacDonald, I know he crossed lines like crazy. Everyone knows Gilbert Gottfried used to talk about fucking pedophilia and rape and fucking he was the, the king of it. But not Bob Sa- Bob Saget told raunchier shit. Then all no, of them Bob come Saget up. was the dirtiest of the, the, of the three. Dirtiest stand-up comedian, maybe, of anyone that's ever been out there. And, dude, yeah. there's a picture of the three of them. I got to post this now. I needed to let the, the body warm first a little bit, the body cool off a little bit. <laughs> I posted, but here's the picture I'm going to be posting, Bob. Look at this picture. Tell me how fucking yeah. freaky it is. It's kind of like the one with Tom Hanks and fucking... Uh, oh, my phone died, but, yeah, I know what picture you're talking the about. The one with Bob Saget... Uh, uh, I keep calling him Bobcat Goldthwait. Godfrey, Gilbert Godfrey, um, Norm McDonald, and Jeffrey yeah, Ross. Um, yep, at Jeffrey the table. Ross I put that. an X over three of them, and Jeffrey Ross is just sitting there with a smile. I'm like, dude, if you have Jeffrey Ross in the death pool, Jeff Ross, yeah, you get him. Bye, Felicia. Like you're yeah. next. It's like Final Destination. 
Yeah, he's the roast master. But, you know, that that's, that's important because, you know, the other thing was Gilbert Gottfried made a joke on his Instagram like a month prior about Quincy Jones saying, hey, Quincy, come on my show and talk about Richard Pryor. What? And, you know, basically, yeah, dude, like, remember all the shit we were talking about with Quincy Jones controlling yeah, yeah, yeah. everything? Yeah, I, I remember how, that. Yeah. And how he supposedly had gay relationships with these people, but also, you yeah, know, yeah, he yeah. was a whistleblower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a month before Gilbert Godfrey posted on Instagram a picture of Quincy Jones and it said, hey, Quincy, come on my show. It was very reminiscent of Joan Rivers when wow. she was caught by T- TMZ saying Michelle Obama was a tranny. Everyone like, knows, was like, right. Yeah, like Gilbert was like, everybody knows Quincy. Come on my show. Let's talk about, you know, you being gay. Holy shit. Yeah. Happy birthday, Quincy Jones. Please come on my podcast. Talk about Marlon Brando, Brando and Richard Pryor. Boom. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it could mean nothing. Once again, it could mean absolutely fucking nothing. Or it could mean everything. (laughs) It could mean everything. So I'm going to take one pick and then the death pool. I'm going to take Jeff Ross. Who is your pick for the next celebrity to get whacked? Oh, man. That's a good Roseanne. Mm, Good choice. Good choice. I'll take Roseanne. Roseanne versus Jeff Ross. Heads up. Wow, that's tough. All right. Well, Bobby, we did it. I am now deciding if we're going to break this up into two parts. I think we part. should. I was so thinking that, about that in the episode. I was episode. thinking the whole time. Once we got to like 2.20, I was like, you know what? Let's just keep running with topics. So maybe we break this up in two parts. Uh, we will make that decision. And by the time you're hearing this, you will already know what we did. Because mm-hmm. you are technically from the future. And we are from the past as you listen to us. So, uh, so Bob, anything else you want to touch on before we leave? Final words. No, that's it. I mean, like the basis of of when I started the QTN was that there's a war on comedy and my theme was don't lose the funny. Um, I didn't mean like they're literally killing comedians. And now we're finding out that they are. (laughs) they're literally killing comedy uh i got a couple more spaces fake and gay shirts left uh if you guys want them unless you're a double xl go go for a walk for about an hour (laughs) no more actually you should buy the xl if you're a double xl because it will give you motivation you'll know when you're at your peak weight when you could fit into the spaces faking base spaces faking gay shirt my next line of, of clothing, it's just going to be an India shirt, probably with two dogs stuck ass to ass. Are you going to listen to me and order more double XLs next time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or are you going to listen to Amazon like you did last time? I will not do that. No. no. I underestimated our, our listener base on both ends of the spectrum. Mediums and double Xs. And your, you probably need some three Xs. You probably add some three Xs. I'm sure there's some people squeezing into the dubs. Yeah. I always love it when girls order larger XL. They're like, I like oversized shirts. I wear it to bed. I'm like, I th- I'm sure that's true in some. Hell yeah. Like, it's okay if you're a large. No. It's all right. No. You're a large. Dude, just come over and bang me. You can steal one of my shirts. <laughs> girls do it all the time. I, all my favorite <laughs> shirts are fucking gone. Basically, anything soft is gone from my house over the last 10 years. Those girls have fun. Yeah. They have fucking radar for that shit, too. They never take Bro. the shirt you don't want. Like, even the hat. Like, if everyone's like, oh, I want to put a hat on when you're here, you know, you're drinking, you're getting all fucked up. Everyone looks a little shitty. So everyone wants to put a hat on, you know, and, and it's like, oh, we get a hat. I, I give like 15 hats here. Pick a hat. And they're like, I want the one on your head. It's like, no, fuck you. That's my hat. You pick another hat. But they always it's like you end up with what yeah. you want. What's funny is uh, I steal Ashley's clothing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's your, your medium. <laughs> I mean, it's like I. Is she that what you wear to your gigs. video game deals? Your little pink fucking oh, <laughs> little pink pink deep V Ashley tees? No, she's got like killer band shirts, like like you know ACDC or it'll say like Jack Daniels uh-huh. or something. And I'm like, oh, these are cool gig shirts, and so I'll wear them to my gigs. And then keep you know, a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll do once I sweat in them. She doesn't. Want yeah, to wear who them wants to fucking anyway, touch so. that? That fucking bobcat gold sweat. <laughs> but anyway, all right, party people. Me and Bob did our work for. We're probably good for a couple weeks now, right? Yeah, I think we can take a month hiatus. I mean, I think that's the thing, right? Like we're making our name now. We're we're more consistent, but we're topical. That's the thing. We're not just putting podcasts out to put fucking podcasts out, but we're waiting until some big shit pops up. Dude, fucking Bobby, last. Last episode, we did two in two days, right? Yeah. So we're going to fucking fire for you guys as long as shit pops off. Big shit, three and a half hours. Boom. Here you go. You got fucking no mercy for the next two weeks. Eat, motherfuckers. Maybe something big happens next week. Maybe we fucking do another one. Maybe we don't do anything till May. Who the fuck knows? But listen, (laughs) the last three big events, we've been right here popping off. So we are. I think we're progressing. We're moving in the right direction. We're excited. Um a lot of big things coming, as we said, and uh, I don't think we could even consider launching anything until we find out what Elon Musk is doing, because I'm not fucking going to start promoting a new website right now if Elon Musk may fucking uh, give me my Twitter back, Bob, and I could promote it oh, then. Wow. So, but no, it's coming. It's coming, guys. We're working on it every day. We're excited. We love you. And uh, make sure you do fucking one thing, please. The podcast is over. It's fucking done. There's only like seven of you left. Could you please, if you made it this fucking far, you have to fucking enjoy what we're doing here. Go click the subscribe button. Go write a fucking review. Could you just do that right now? Could you just go right when I stop talking? Just go write a little fucking review. It helps us a lot when you write the reviews and it helps our ratings from all the people who troll us and hate us. So just go fucking write a, you know, Tommy sucks. Bobby's cool. Or Tommy's cool. Bobby sucks. Or Tommy and Bobby are both awesome. Just write something. Thank you. It's not hard. Give us a little fucking. You know, I just realized, like listening to you talk for for three minutes uninterrupted, your voice is almost as, as annoying as the guy on the Watch the Water show. I think what <laughs> <laughs> I think what happened is you are just so out of gas. Like you have <laughs> nothing. Like I didn't notice twenty minutes ago. Yeah. You are so out of gas that you just want to yeah. get off this thing and fucking take a nap. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. you have I, yeah. no stamina. Your poor girlfriend. I'm not here. Yeah, you haven't. You haven't been here for like 15, 20 minutes. You no, I've been. I've been emotionally checked out. Yeah. <laughs> right. if it, like I did my Broward County thing, and then well, no, I needed it. to save Broward County to re-energize you a little bit. That gave you a little bump because you were really fading on the on the one before. Well, I, I'm not gonna lie. For five minutes, I was on Facebook Marketplace trying to see if there are any games. Yeah, yeah, you're them. ADD on in pedo world. Yeah, but anyway. Go subscribe. <laughs> go like. Go write a review. Uh, follow us all over at Bob's Lessons, all over social media, at Tommy G Returns, all over social media. And maybe sign up for 4DBets.com. Number 4DBets.com. If you want to bet some baseball with us all fucking summer. For Bob's Lessons, for Bill Rupp, who probably fucking is dead. Who the fuck knows where he is right now? <clears throat> I am Tommy G. Saving the world. Saving the world. One fucking tweet at a time. Breaking news. Good luck. Stay questioning, motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't no mercy. Ain't no mercy.